Hello. All right. All right. So, uh, first, first question I'm going to ask you guys. I know you all just started school. It could be a little rough and everything. I want to ask who's who's excited that school just started. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> I know I wasn't. So. That wasn't my thing, but something I did a lot of at the beginning of the school year is set goals for myself. How many of you have set goals already for yourself for the school year and things you hope to achieve at the end of the year? Good, good. Some of you have, some of you may have not yet, but know that goals are good. Goals are a good thing to have. Goals are something we use to better ourselves and try to become a better person and a better student and everything else. Some goals I know I had in high school was I was going to talk to X amount of girls in the school year, or I'm going to help Y amount of friends. That was a big thing. And also, I was trying to see if I can get the best GPA I can, which, yeah, that went by. And uh, another big goal I did have was football. Um, one of the big goals I wanted to do was get out of Chicago. So. If you know anything about me, you know I grew up in the inner city of Chicago, and that's not a place I want to live or grow and raise my children. So I wanted to use football as a way to get myself out of that environment. Now, the way I imagined that happening was I was going to become this famous football player who retires a rich man and then end up becoming a shelf. That was my big dream then. That didn't happen, so you see, I, I'm here with you guys and everything. I'm not where I want, where I dreamed to be. Maybe, maybe. Um, but in that dream, in that goal I had for myself, it didn't get achieved the way that I wanted it to. And I know it didn't because a couple of weeks ago, I went fishing with my father-in-law, and the conversation ended up going towards this goal I had this goal of becoming a famous football player and everything, and getting myself out of Chicago. And in the middle of that conversation, I realized that that goal at the end of getting out of Chicago was still achieved, but it was achieved in a different manner. The way it happened was I did not go to play professional football and get all the money and the wealth and all that different things that came out of it, but I gained God, I learned about God and got a relationship with God. I gained a wife, I gained friends for the lifetime, and I gained you guys, which I would not trade for the world. And <laughs> and in the midst of that conversation and going on the way back home, the question came up to me was, are my goals in line with what God has planned for me? Are my dreams in life aligned to glorify God or to glorify myself? And building off of that, I want to go into three stories that are in the Bible. The three stories I want to talk about is Joseph, Jonah, and the rich young ruler. First, I'm going to go into Jonah, I mean, uh, Joseph. And if you know about Joseph, you know that Joseph was a dream interpreter, which means He's able to tell people what their dreams mean. And one day, he told his brother, 
about a dream he had. He told his two brothers about a dream he had. And in those dreams, he said in uh, Genesis 37, 6 through 7, he said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheave rose and stood upright where your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. So this means that ultimately his brothers were going to bow down to him. We're going to bow down to Joseph. And if you know about his brothers, you know his brothers are really jealous of Joseph. And that's because he got treated kind of special in his family. He was considered the special kid in the family. And when they heard about this dream, they got really angry. They did not want to be any part of that and did not want to bow down to their brother. And they were so angry that they ended up selling their brother into slavery. But one thing we do know is that God was with him. And when um, he got sold into slavery and God was with him, we learned that he ended up becoming from this unimportant slave to a kind of important slave by becoming Potiphar's attendant, which means he took care of all of his things. And Potiphar was a big known name and big powerful person, and he ended up becoming his basically server for a long period of time. And things started to go on the uphill for him, for Joseph. And in the midst of this happening, the Potiphar's wife ended up basically snitching and telling a lie of accusations that Joseph took advantage of her. And she ended up telling Potiphar, her husband, that this happened. So he was angry. He was really angry with Joseph. And the only thing he could do was throw Joseph into prison. And now, boom, he's back into another spot he doesn't want to be. This goal, this dream he had, starting to look a little blurry. But when he was thrown into prison, God was still with him. And he was still obeying God and all that he did and all that he said and everything. And because of this, um, the ruler of Egypt heard about Joseph and him telling dreams up in prison and everything. And, jo- and the ruler had these dreams that he didn't know how to understand and, and how to interpret. So he brought Joseph out to come interpret those dreams from out of prison. And while out of prison, he had this conversation about the dreams with the ruler. And this conversation went so well that he ended up giving Joseph one-fifth of the harvest that he had there. And that's a big thing there. He was part of the ruler empire, basically, with them. And he, was, he had control of one-fifth of the harvest up there. And he knew that in those dreams, there were going to be seven years of good harvest and then seven years of bad harvest where there's nothing at all. So during those seven good years, he ended up saving up all the harvest that he had over the years and ended up saving it up for the seven bad years that were going to come. And in the midst of that, once the seven bad years hit, his brothers and his father didn't have any harvest for themselves. So they needed to find a way to get harvest and get things to survive for themselves. So the way they did this was they went up to Egypt, where Joseph is at, which they didn't know that was Joseph up there. 
they thought their brother died or something after giving him away to slavery. So then at the end of the story, basically to wrap it up, their brothers came up there asking for help and ended up bowing down to Joseph at the end of it. Now, when I would have heard this dream, I wouldn't have interpreted the path to get there to be the way that Joseph went through. I would have made it a lot easier, a quicker way to get there and everything, but that didn't happen for Joseph. And I know that can be confusing, but he obeyed the Lord still, and he followed the Lord, and the Lord was still with him regardless of that. Now, the next story I want to talk about is Jonah. And Jonah, he did not trust the Lord. He did not obey. He did not follow what the Lord told him to do and the golden path that he had set for him. And the way we know this is because one day Jonah was praying to God. He's this strong believer in God. He obeyed God in everything he did. And one day he prayed. And the Lord spoke to him. And he said, basically he told him he needed to go down and pray and um, preach the word of God to the Ninevites. And the Ninevites and Joseph and his community did not get along at all. They disobeyed God. They didn't follow the Bible. They took and stole and killed Jonah and his community, took things from his community and everything. So when Jonah heard this, he was like, uh, you, you sure? You want me to go preach there? I might die. I might not come back. They might not listen to anything. And he was so afraid and so wrapped up in the fear of going there that he fleed. He fleed as far away as he can away from where God wanted him to be. And as he was fleeing, he ran into these people who were basically sellers. And they had a boat. And... To get on that boat, he had to pay a fee. So he paid them to get on that boat and sell away with them. His goal was to get as far away from where God wanted him to be. So he got on this boat and went selling with these guys. And one day he was sleeping on the boat, and God knew he was disobeying what he told him to do. He was going against everything he told him to do. He was fleeing and everything. So God ended up sending a storm at the boat, and at this boat, they had to start throwing things off the boat to try to get things stable so they don't sink the boat and everything. And this went on, went on for a little bit of time, and then Joseph, Jonah, knew the only way this boat would be saved is if he threw himself off the boat because he knew he was disobeying the Lord. So he did that. But the Lord was still with him, and we know the Lord was still with him because in Jonah 1.17, it said, Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. And in the, in the mouth of the fish, he was praying to the Lord, thanking the Lord for being there for him, even when he disobeyed the Lord. <clears throat> and then the well eventually spit him, spit him off onto shore after the three days and three nights. And he knew that was the Lord's work. He knew that the Lord did all that for him. So he thanked the Lord with all his heart for what he did for him. And he knew that because the Lord brought him back to where he was supposed to be, he knew he had to go speak the word of God to the Ninevites. So he went to go do that. So 
the path that the Lord set for him was still achieved even when Jonah was disobeying him. The path and goals that Jonah thought was going to be told to him was not the thing he expected to have to do. But, and because of that, he disobeyed. But at the end, that same path, that same goal, that same dream that the Lord had set for him was achieved. Now, the last story I want to talk about is the rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler was this wealthy guy who had almost everything you could dream of. But one thing he didn't have was what Jesus was giving out. And he wanted that. So he seeked after Jesus to find where he was at to try to get part of what God, what Jesus had for him, had there and was giving out to people. And eventually he found Jesus. And when he found him, he asked, can he join basically that group? His group of people have his wealth, have all these different things. And then in Mark 10, 21 through 22, we see that Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So this man walked away from Jesus because his goals, his dreams, and everything in life was not what God had set for him. And when he heard this, he wanted nothing to do with that. Now, the point of these stories is, is that our goals and our dreams and our life can be hard to understand. And it's hard to understand whether or not your dreams and goals are going to be aligned with God at times in your life. And the way I kind of want to break this down is to, into five categories to know whether or not my dreams and goals have been aligned with what God has set for me. And the way I want to break it down is with your five senses. So we have smell, we have touch, we have hearing, we have um, taste, and sight. Those are the five. And I'm going to break down each one into what they mean as far as trying to seek and see if your goals and goals and dreams of life are meant to glorifying God. So the first one I want to talk about is taste. So... When you think of taste, you think of your taste buds and taste of things, but I kind of want to go on a different track with that. I want to go more into your lips and tongue. So God gave us the ability to talk. He gave us the ability to talk to others, gave us the ability to talk to him. He gave us the ability to get on our hands and knees to pray to him and ask him about things and ask him and build that relationship with him. I know that if we're not getting down and praying and speaking with the Lord, we're not building that relationship with him. We're not allowing ourselves to explore who Jesus is, who God is for us. And when we continue to seek to not pray and speak to the Lord, we would never understand if our dreams and our goals are going to be aligned with what God has set for us to do. The second one I want to talk about is hearing. So we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day life. We lose sight of what's going on around us. We tune out all the sounds around us, and we just get focused on what's going on right now, trying to get through the days, get through all the stuff in our life. And sometimes we forget to stop and listen. 
the Lord is speaking to us constantly, but when we're constantly wrapped up and continually going and going and going and not stopping and listening, you're missing what he's saying to us. And when you're doing that, you could be missing information that could be valuable for your life, like your goals that you have set for yourself. You can be so wrapped up in that and so wrapped up in different things like that. It's just, you just don't choose to listen to him. He's speaking to us. So if we're not listening to what God's saying, then we're going to miss it. The next one I want to talk about is sight. So the way I want to go into sight is basically, are you looking and reading your Bible? That is so important to your faith. That is so important to every part of your life is reading your Bible. And that's because you're learning about God. You're learning about Jesus and who he is. You learn how to live, the, how, what the perfect life looks like through Jesus. You learn how to build a relationship with God. You learn how to grow and how to love others and everything. And in the midst of this, when you're building this relationship through, with God through your Bible, you're also learning whether or not your goals are glorifying God, if your dreams are glorifying God through just reading your Bible. Um, so those are the three most important ones, but the next two are still pretty important. So the next one I want to go about is um, smell. So smell. The way I want to go about this is we're all able to smell trouble. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. We know which way to go. We know which way not to go. We know if that something smells bad like trash, and we know when something smells good like Jack's hair. We need to continue to seek to smell out these troubles in our life because when we don't do that, we can get manipulated. We can get lost in all the wrong things in our life. And when we do that, we're pulling ourselves further and further away from God. So we need to be aware of who we around, surround ourselves with. We got to be aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it and if it's glorifying God or not. So that's kind of how I wanted to explain smell. So the last one I want to talk about is touch. And the way I want to explain touch, it could be a little tricky because a lot of people can confuse this with the amount of work you do for God. People can, can confuse this with, if I do this amount of work, I would be good with God. I'd be forgiven. I'd be all this. But that's not what Christian faith is. Christian faith is being Christ-like in our day-to-day -day life. And a perfect example of that is obviously Jesus. And you are able to learn about Jesus through reading your Bible. And it all connects together. So if we're choosing to live our day-to-day -day life Christ-like, we're continuing continue to learn more about Jesus and who he is and what he did on earth and what, he, what uh, we were brought on earth to do for ourselves. And when we choose not to be Christ-like, we're pulling ourselves further and further and further away from God. And then you'll never know if your dreams and goals are going to be aligned because you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost in the dark that you're going down. Um, and... That's kind of how I wanted to explain the five senses and as, term, as far as finding out whether your goals and dreams are going to be aligned with what Jesus has set for you and whether or not your dreams or goals are glorifying God or not. And I want to invite the band back up. And 
kind of wrap up with saying that all three of these stories I told at the beginning all have a different view on life and a different view on goals. And maybe you fit into one of those three stories. Maybe you are like Joseph and you are obeying the Lord. You are seeking the Lord in all that you do. But things just seem to still not work well. You still seem to feel like you're in the dark, even while you're obeying the Lord and seeking him in all that you do. Or maybe you're like Jonah, where you're going through battles with the Lord. You're going through whether or not you should continue seeking to be with the Lord because things are getting so hard for you, and you don't know whether or not you should trust them. You go through these battles of, I believe in you, Lord. I believe in you. I trust you. And then you also go through these battles of, I don't want anything to do with you right now, Lord. Leave me alone. Or maybe you're like the rich young ruler where you've completely walked away from God. And if you're in any of these positions, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that all he asks for is that mustard seed. We talk about this during summer camp, that mustard seed of trust. That's all he asks for you to give to him. And he will move you to the place he wants you to be. He will move you to that promised land that he has set for you. Um, and sorry, my bad. And um, yeah, and he'll move you to that promised land, to what he has set for you to do in your life. And uh, okay. Uh, he, all he asks for is that mustard seed of trust and you, for you to um, have to give to him. And once you give it to him, he will um, move you into places that you should be and move you to the goal and promise he has for you. And a way to give him that mustard seed of trust is through trying, to, trying one of these five senses I suggested to you guys of picking one this week and challenge yourself to intentionally do that kind of, do that sense in your life in this week right now, whether that's you're doing touch or you're doing smell or any of the other three. Pick one this week and challenge yourself and give him that trust and he will move you in places you never thought you'd be able to move to. And, and, um, and then next week, maybe give it another try. Give a different one another try. Maybe pick a new one or even grow on, grow on to the one you already did and do two the next week and continue to go and go and give him that trust and he'll continue to move in your life. And once you continue to do that, you continue to grow and continue to choose to be with the Lord and continue to read, his Bible, read your Bible, continue to talk to him and pray with him, he will reveal that your goals and dreams are in your life right now, are being aligned with him. He'll let you know if your dreams and goals are glorifying him through picking, up, picking and choosing one of the five senses I had said earlier. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this message you put on my heart. Thank you for allowing me to speak it to the, the, the ministry here, Lord. I just pray that it hits somebody else's heart the way it hit mine and the way you put it on my heart, Lord. I pray that the uh, children are able to seek you in all that they do. I pray that they 
are able to find courage to, to just intentionally grow a relationship with you, Lord. I pray that they, that you reveal that their dreams and goals in life are one that is glorifying you, Lord. I pray that they are able to give you that mustard seed of trust and seek you in all that they do and just hold on, just hold on to you, Lord. Hold on to what you are offering. Hold on to what, what you are saying to them, Lord. And I pray that you move them in places they never thought they could move, Lord. Lord, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for all that you do. We're thankful, thankful for your love, your grace, and all that you give us, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.